I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 24. My name is Stephen Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And of course, with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's the spectacled spectator. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> How are you, man? Dude, just uh, just collecting nicknames like Grievous is collecting sabers, bro. That's it. <laughs> I mean, these right—they're making it easy for me. So Dude, you get a new nickname every, every week. Every week, I get a new nickname. Uh, that and then uh, was it just tech? <laughs> yeah, tech, just tech, tech. Just tech. Just tech. That's it. What's up, man? How how was your week? I'm doing great, man. Um, just excited that we have. You know, we're going to talk about the show more. So now that we have more screen time with these characters, we can we can get some angles. So starting to work on Kit, which I'm sure we'll talk about in in our uh, in in that segment. But um, but doing great. Uh, one kid is still in town, so we get to hang out with him. Been going through the uh, John Wick series and stuff again. You know, yes. just cool scene, scene we just did movies. the same thing too. We just did? did it too. Yeah, just oh, just last week. Yeah. It's so good. It's like it's like playing. It's like watching a video game. I mean, that's really what you're doing. Is you're just watching a. Uh, it is fun movie. entertainment. Fun. Oh entertainment. my god! Yeah, it's it's ridiculously fun. You know, what was another good movie too. It's not it's not a hard, Hunter's Hard Drive. Sorry, but um, but uh, <laughs> but Bullet Train. Did you see you guys? Did you guys see that? Yes, one with, uh, again. No, I said. No, I told no, you guys. No spoilers. I told Dude. you guys that's a fun movie too. If yeah, you like super John fun. Wick. Yep. Goes hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Dude, it's you. very good. It's um, all up on Netflix. The the key part was, oops, the stupid part was <laughs> we rented it on Amazon and the okay. next day it came out on Netflix. You feeling okay? Healthy? Yeah, yeah. Get, getting getting healthier okay, too good. in the gym a lot. Um trying to hold back on I'm only gonna have a a, a drink with my boy Brian here just because it's it's our Wednesday thing. But that's it. I'm just cutting back on that, cutting back on some things. Can't cut back on the SPKs. That's not going to happen. But yeah. Um, but yeah, doing great. Next up, live from the fresh powdery slopes of Mount Doom, <laughs> it's Ramey Shanaday. <laughs> that is uh, that is true. It's been cold. So it's been snowing here, um, as you guys know, because I've been sending you pictures and stuff, but it's been snowing here for several days. Uh, today was the first sunny day, although it was equally cold still. And uh, it's supposed to snow again tomorrow. So everybody thinks, oh, California, it's, you know, everybody's at the beach all day. But, mm -hmm. you know. For the mountains, it gets cold, and you can you can snowboard or ski and surf in the same day if you are ambitious enough in California. Trifecta, so, you got to throw in the crazy. skate park too. That's the trifecta. Uh, yeah, well, along the way for sure. So we can we can do two of those things within a mile of our house here. So, um, as you know, so that's that's always good. Uh, did a did a legion of it. So we have this thing that we do here called uh, bowling with buckets. Brian, you would remember that. 
Yeah, where we got that. we got a bowling alley that's uh, here in Southern California, and we go take over, and we uh, we the each you know kind of groups of five, you form teams, and uh, you know usually it's around similar costumes. Like for example, like we could go and we could be the Bad Batch, uh, but then they have you know the Stormtrooper team and the the biker scout team and whatever. Um, so we had a Vader uh, squad see- one year. Just saying, yeah, just saying. yeah, we had a Vader squad, yeah. Got to see uh, the Indy and her family, the Galvans. They were there, which was awesome. And uh, and uh, we so we always kind of do a like a, a charity auction. Like people will bring stuff that they that they've gotten. We raffle it off to the folks that are there. And uh, just between the auction and stuff that we had there, we brought in thirty eight hundred bucks for Make a Wish. So nice. So yeah, it was a good time. And finally, he's here just for the tips. It's Brian Cook. Just the tip. Just the tip. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are I'm you? Good. Fantastic. It's Wednesday. How was your week? Mm, it was good. Um, let's see. From the end of last week, what did I do? Well, you only gone skiing like or snowboarding like thirty. Yeah, times no, since we no, started. that was last. Every, that was last day. Wednesday. Was the last time he's, we went. I'm he's getting really, ready for the X Games. I'm really he's drawing getting... a blank as what's been going on. I've been skateboarding. I'm sure, been... I'm sure you went arch archery. I did. I've been since then. I shoot bow every single day. Um, do you do it at least while you're skiing? Because that'd be epic. No, nice. that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, is it? A, is it a crossbow yeah. or is it a conventional bow? Like, is no. it? Do you, is it Dude, the crossbow's a crossbow's a gun that shoots a, 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 a arrow. That's Somebody said crossbow on, when we were talking about it last week, so I just thought, oh, that sounds cool. It is a big thing because you can hunt in archery season. So, like, archery season is earlier and longer than gun season, and you can use a crossbow, but a crossbow is basically a gun that shoots an arrow. So, if anyone needs to know that. Um, but, Joe, I am on the same program as you. Wednesday is the treat. I am trying to not drink the beer. One day a week, weekends. I'm Dude, trying to get calories, back on the program. Man. Yeah, calories, uh, it's been rough, man. I'm trying to, especially with the with the celebration coming up. I got to be ready. Um, I really, I'm trying to think of what the heck I did. Oh, I went troop. We went trooping. The family went trooping on Saturday. We did the uh, in Charlotte. There's the Checkers. It's a hockey team, and uh, we went and did a Star Wars night there, and it was super fun. We um, I've been working on, so basically like before we left California, Tori had a, uh, my wife, Tori, she has an armorer costume that I've been working on and we had submitted it and they rebel legion had hit us back with like a few changes and I just never got around to the changes. So the thing's been sitting there for like a year and I finally got through, pulled it out, fixed everything needed to take pictures. And it was like, well, uh, let's see if they'll, you know, they're cool with, uh, letting us troop. So Shout out to Matt Cohen from the Carolina Garrison out here. He uh, He's the XO out here. And he was like, yeah, you guys can wear it. You know, you won't get credit for the shoot. We're like, yeah, no problem, whatever. Um, busted it out. And uh, that was a hit. Uh, people are all about it. Um, a ton of kids, which was super cool, I think, because the hockey is just like a little bit cheaper than some of the other games. So it was just kids everywhere. Um, and with it being Star Wars night. So it was super fun. Wore my Vader again because... It's too hard not to wear the Vader. Um, there was a super cute little kid that I put in my stories whose dad is an absolute legend. The kid was probably seven or eight, and he had a Vaughn. Captain Vaughn. Captain Vaughn. And he was this little kid in full clone armor that was um, made out of foam. 
Adam is his dad. Shout out to Adam. It was insane. He could have sized the helmet down a little bit, but no, it was full size. <laughs> so it was a little bobble heady. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, kids I, have big heads, right? Like that's true. That's true. Kids yeah. have the kid was stoked. And like, I, I saw him getting suited up and we walked in and I was like, dude. And then as soon as he got dressed and I was like, bro, let me take a picture with you. Like you look awesome. So, uh, I took a picture <laughs> of him and, and him and Levi and, uh, that probably, uh, like amped him up even yeah. Oh, he was, how stoked he was so him. stoked. And then it was funny. Cause afterwards I was talking to his dad and, uh, he was like, Oh, he was talking to Tori about if I had clones and she was like, Oh, well he has a crosshair. And he was like, Dude, if he had crosshair on, my son would have lost it. And I was like, "Oh, dude, we got to set up a troop with Vaughn and and crosshair. That'll be kind of fun." So, um, that was honestly the highlight of the troop. That and then how good Tori looked in the armor. So. I don't know if um, I, I know we've talked about Galactic Academy and and, and we've had Juan on, but I think dude, for some of our should. listeners, I think it's a good reminder for for any yep. parents out there listening. Galactic yep. Academy, you don't have to have the same standards, right? Yeah, no, Galactic Academy, you really just submit. I, I tell people it can be it can be a costume that's made to the same standards that what we, we would make for ourselves, or it can be like a paper plate tied with a rubber band to your face with a, a stormtrooper drawn on the front of it. It equally are acceptable to the Galactic Academy. The way that it's worked, it's a, there, there are campuses and schools. So there's a North American campus for the Galactic Academy, and then there's a, each area whatever it is has a school so that cal all of california is one school and i actually happen to be the principal that's the staff name for it i'm the principal for the for the school so and i have been since i mean i founded the california school before there you know when there wasn't one so um really we did that because back in the day we wanted our kids to be in it and have a have a place to go so and i think that's, that's what cool. when the when the gal galvans right that was their last name um when they were yeah. on I think we started to touch on it and we didn't really go into it, but most Galactic Academy members are kids of Legion members, right? Like that's how right. we all have done yeah. it. I really didn't get a chance to commend them on how they got involved without being Legion or Rebel Legion, you know, 501st or Rebel Legion members. And they got involved in the Galactic Academy, which is extremely difficult because I think there are a lot of families. I, I know when I was, um, in California and doing the Orange County squad, it was the same thing. Like parents would ask and they just don't know how to do. And it can be very challenging. Uh, it, you have to put yourself out there and introduce yourself to Legion members so you can get connected to the events. Yeah. It gets a little dicey when you're not, when yeah. the parents aren't part of the clubs too, because now all of a sudden you've got folks that are coming in and like using the changing space that the clubs are using and they're not members of the clubs. And it gets, it, it, there are some logistical differences um, it's one thing when you're just, you know, you're a trooper and coming to the event and bringing one of your kids, but then when you're completely detached from the clubs, it gets different. It, it's, it makes it harder, honestly. And I, I wish there was an easier way around that. And I've not thought of one yet, but the Galvans do great, but, but they, but you know, they just show up and he's ready to go. Like they don't bought, they don't need the changing room and they don't, so it's, they just yeah. come on their own and show up and hang out. And then when she's done, they leave. And so, yeah, like, exactly. that's the way you got to do it. So. Juan and Emily do it exceptionally well. They, they're they're probably the, the the gold standard of how to do that, right? So yeah, basically, just yeah. get yourself an officer costume. That's the cheapest costume. That's what she did around. too, right? That was her first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then you can take your kid wherever. But oh man, that, all Deidre, that just went a little, crazy. Little white Deidre, white yeah, costume. Deidre. Totally. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> 
just mean. Sweet. Pointing fingers at people. Eh. Exactly. Very good, guys. Uh, John is not going to be with us tonight. He is off planet. He's currently on a mission retrieving some Nerf nuggets. 50 Nerf nuggets. 50 cases, 50 of, cases. of Nerf nuggets. Onion rings. But uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to interact with us more, it all starts at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, guys. Who is working on what? I have not worked on that much. I'll just touch on like one thing and I'll show it for the, whoever's watching. Uh, when I finally got some high quality screen grabs of Omega, there was some parts to her helmet that weren't in the trailers. So that was kind of interesting. Like in the trailers, there's orange on the front of the helmet. So if you're watching... Uh, text live stream you can see this um but uh the the lines were just straight well all of a sudden the show comes out and now there's extra paint which is cool so uh i just quickly added that on there for levi's omega helmet uh other than that as far as building that's it uh i've been working with christy jedi's closet on a really sweet Omega jacket for Levi for Star Wars celebrations. So that's going to be fun. Um, and trying to figure out how to get Fire Puncher to England. That's all I've been working on. And I Jesus. feel bad for Steven, which we'll get to later. But <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually I'm, I have the I have the episode playing uh, on my screen uh, right now, and I'm I'm watching uh, season two, episode four, because I'm just I can't get enough of these record screenshots because it's so it's so nice to have daylight screenshots like we had in the first two episodes, but it's even nicer when you have daylight screenshots that are in full 360 and not moving. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That this episode and was great after, for you and Joe, for sure. Oh man. Well, I, it was great for reference. Yeah. yeah. And that's also that's a, a double edged sword there because um, we'll have to talk about that in the yeah, other segment. <laughs> it's it's tough. So there's like uh, like I'm looking at I'm looking at his uh, thigh armor right now, which I was so thankful is like chopped up, but then like. When I when I'm zooming in on the thigh armor, there's at least four colors in there that are not gray. One of them's like purple or blue or something. It's just like I can't I can't believe it. The shoulder bell is um, three. You don't layers. see it. The right shoulder bell is three layers. He's got three layers on his right, two layers on his left. So do you do you make it's, the actual full three layers, or do you just make it look like it's three layers? Like I will <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We don't have a anything around here. No, no, no. Being being awesome is hard. It's hundred percent, dude. Echo's got the double shoulders, and I just printed four shoulder bells. I, just, I literally, <laughs> put, I literally put two two full because they, they it actually worked out fine. That I was originally going to use foam, 
just EVA foam for that underlayer. But I, I took, when I printed the first two, they just kind of fit so well together. I thought, all right, well, I'll just do that. So, I mean, Raimi's going to get surgical implants in his head, but you know. How do you keep that on your head, Raimi? The- oh God. <laughs> the Lobot piece. We'll, we'll number, talk about that one question. One. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I guess, is it, is it my turn then? Yeah, yeah go so, for it. All right. All right. So, yeah, go ahead. um, as as anybody that's followed along on Instagram has knows, I've been uh, getting a lot of stuff on Echo done. So um, I knocked out the comma over the weekend. Um, I'm actually already planning on making another one because I'm not thrilled with the the way that this one kind of flows or drapes. So I like my I like my dresses to be a little more twirly than than this thing is, and uh, so I'm going to use some other kind of fabric. So I'll figure that out this weekend. Um, armor is all done except for the calves. Uh, it's all painted, weathered, and sealed. Um, I've actually, I figured out that I can use my season one headset. So the same headset that I had for the season one helmet fits inside the season two helmet. I've actually got it right here. So as you can see, this is a, this is a different, totally different helmet. This is a resin cast. And uh, so it's got all the kind of season two paint applications on it, but this is my original headset that fits my head. And I spent a lot of time getting this thing to fit my head. So I may as well stick with the, uh, with what I've got. And so it just pops right on. Nice. So I, you know, when this is on my head, of course I didn't line it up right, but when this is on my head, it, my, the whole helmet hangs on this thing. Like this is the only thing that's in contact with my head. There's no padding in the helmet. There's nothing. It's just this and the whole helmet hangs on it, which this is heavier than the other one. Cause the other one was 3d printed and this is resin and it, I can already feel it like pulling on that, that headset, but it still works. So so you're gonna have to CA glue it to your head. Well, if you remember at celebration, we CA glued the little the little sockets to my right. head. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Did it for yes, I, I remember. Stupid glue couldn't get it to work, so it comes off. It's fine. It was fine. It was fine. Um, I've got my the fixes to the backpack are printed. Um, I'm working on getting that cleaned up on the paint. What's wrong with Joe? He's like Joe's <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> I don't know what about, but <laughs> um, then the other thing I was going to mention here with the echo is these boots came out so good. These were gray boots originally. And I was like, Oh, I got to buy new boots. And you guys are like, no, they sell leather paint. I'm like, yeah, crap's going to flake off and it's not going to work. You guys were right. And I was wrong. This stuff is awesome. So these look like I bought brown boots from geo. I mean, they're perfect. And it doesn't look like this is going to flake off or anything. So leather paint, I'm a believer now. Ange- Angelis. I'm surprised Angelis. you haven't used that before. Yeah, it was this An- Angelis stuff or whatever, which which I had been getting the, the dye from uh, Tandy Leather because that's where I go to get the leather. Um, but I had gotten a bottle of that same, the Angelis or whatever, uh, the dye. And I like that stuff better than the Tandy Leather dye. It seems like it's alcohol-based instead of water-based, and it just goes on smoother and cleaner. So... What did you so, use to apply? Um, hey, make sure. Did you use one of those little, um, one of those little like dust ball type looking applicators or a brush or would you? No, because I didn't have one. I used just a little, you know, the little cheapo foam paint brushes. Yes, that's yes. that's what I used to do this. It came out fine, it, and it, it had it had great. like a little edge so that I was able to get kind of in the because the the uh, the the boot armor was already on here from before. So I and and it's still there for season two. So um, all I had to do was just get the gray leather painted brown. 
they look like so wait a second you don't you don't have season one boots anymore my season one boots are realistic boots i had two pairs i had yeah. gotten these uh, when these were the only right. quote-unquote echo boots you could get that's um, what mine look like mine are the same but, boot yeah but they weren't right technically because my echoes realistic armor so i actually commissioned geo at crow props to make me a pair of realistic <laughs> boots um in gray so it came out fine that's a make sure that you uh bookmark that that color for us so that we can all make our shoes brown. this one or at least, at I'll, least send you, I'll send you guys because yeah a lot of us have the same color boots. does john have brown boots I, mine stayed the same i don't have to do anything so, but john has brown so for too, or uh, I think his are brown. I'm not sure. I have to look at the screenshots. Yeah. But I, I think for people listening to, um, yeah, it's Angelus leather paint. You can get it on Amazon. There's also leather. Angelus also makes leather dye, which I've used that before too. Um, if you're doing black, I definitely recommend that Angelus dye. In fact, I made my Vader belt uh, and I dyed it black with that dye. Do not spill it on your garage floor because it will not come off. That leather dye, you get it on your hand. Your hand will be whatever color it is for some time. For some time. If you spill it on your garage floor, it will not come off. I knocked my old old house. I knocked the bottle off the table, and there was this giant splatter right when you walked in the garage for a couple of years. Um, it never went away. But Angelus leather paint, it's, I don't, it doesn't seem to come off. I use it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, the chat, you guys are out of hand right now. Just want to go ahead. I'm not paying attention. You guys are all giggling yeah, like a couple like a bunch of twelve year old kids. And I'm I, like, I glanced at it. I and don't even want to know what they're saying. Probably talking about the cats behind me or something. So um last thing for the workbench, I wanted to open this. So I had ordered something from uh, Dragon Whisper uh oh, was twenty three? Yeah, Dragon Whisper twenty three. Yes, yeah, so do not bend. But I, I love this. Is the second time that I've gotten something from her, and I love, I love how like she decorates yeah. the it, the oh, yeah. envelope. So it's got it's got echo here, you know the 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 gator echo and uh, and little tech, tech fish peeping out. So, uh, so we're gonna open this and we're gonna see what's inside. I, this came last week. I wasn't at home for recording last week, and it arrived, of course, on Wednesday. So my original plan was to do this last week, but I couldn't. It was here, and I was not. While you're opening that, I would like to comment on the amount of things behind you has grown substantially. <laughs> Around Echo? Yeah, I mean, so... There's just helmets and... Yeah, I mean, the kids it's, are always moving. Sorry, around, it's but. a bit of a mess, and the cats are yeah, always. But uh, so th there's a... Uh, over here, you, can, you guys can see it. So there, there's a, a, a Miss Pac-Man arcade cocktail cabinet. Like yep. the little floor standing ones that uh, that you can sit at and play, and this thing was in my office at work years and years ago. They had got it, and then and then they let it fall apart, and it wasn't working. And so we moved into this other building, and it was sitting in a corner. And me being the smart aleck that I am, I actually took it and put it in my office and set it up as if like I had my own little conference room table with a couple of chairs and and little Miss Pac-Man machine. And it just stayed there forever. Nobody ever actually had the stones to come and tell me to take it out of my office. So that thing was for years was in my office. And eventually a, a new person started in facilities and she was walking through a building and that, and she ran back to the boss and she's like, one of the, one of the managers over in the other building has the, the Pac-Man machine in his office. It's not supposed to be in that. And he's like, let me guess. Was it, was it this one office over on the one? She said, yeah, yeah, that was him. He's like, 
let it go. Just let it go. So this thing, and in the meantime, like I replaced the screen on this and I upgraded some things. I mean, it plays. So like you six, stole it. 60. So you stole it. I, I, <laughs> it didn't leave the building, but I, you borrowed, you I, borrowed it. I appropriated it. It's at your house. <laughs> okay. So then, so then in the meantime, I had invested some money in it. I put a new screen in it and uh, which don't tell anybody at work this, but the screen that I put in it was one that I took out of the IT department scrap heap that they were going to throw away because it didn't work anymore, but I knew how to fix it. So I put like a 19 inch flat screen into this thing instead of the tube. And let me tell you the tube that was in that thing. I damn near killed myself trying to throw that thing away because it was so heavy compared to this flat screen that I put in here. But, uh, so then one day I come in and it's gone. And I walk over to Phil Sitter and I'm like, what the heck? Where did the Pac-Man machine go? And then, and he's like, oh, well, we had to put it over in the other building. Yeah, yeah. So the last time I was at the office, they, they came up to me. They're like, you know, we're consolidating buildings. We don't have everybody coming in anymore. And they're like, the Pac-Man machine's going home with you. So they let me bring it home. So <laughs> Score. Yeah, exactly. Your nickname right. is Luthen. Yeah. <laughs> he acquired it. Okay. So the first thing that I see here is, is this. <laughs> so, nice. so I actually saw her hand drawing this as she was doing it on on Instagram Live. I don't know if I was supposed to see it or not, but I saw her when she was drawing this. So, so it's it's uh, Gator Echo and Techfish. Oh, I man. still don't. I Sophie, I still don't know where what what are they running from? Did we ever establish what they're running from? I I need to know. It's Crosshair Fire, right? But from from what? I I yeah I mean. I need to know what they're running from. I need more of the story. So the empire well, plot twist. They're running towards. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, uh, is tech fish's um, demeanor. He, he's just happy. He's like, Oh, I'm getting yeah, he's, help. He's I'm just, so, help. he's just like, Oh, it's like a warm hug from a robotic hand. So I'm being held right now. So. And the cheese in the chat. She says, Oh, you'll see. So I guess we'll get more to that story, but I still need oh, to know. Nice. Um, and then, so then the next thing I got, apologies for the noises. I got some stickers for you guys that she sent to me too as well. So I need to do they look, do they look like this? Uh, so uh, let's see. So Wrecker, here you go. Nice. All right. And it's, it's all the season two colors. And I like how the, it, it almost looks like, you know, if you had 3d glasses and you can kind of see the red lines and you can kind of see the blue lines at the same time, like, that's that's the way that the artwork looks like on these. So there's wreckers. Those look great. She's crosshair. So talented, man. She she yeah. drew she drew this version of crosshair, which I like. It's sort of a what if. What if crosshair Real was nice. still? Real what if crosshair nice. did have his chip taken out and he he was a nice guy now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tech. We got tech. Yeah. Those that looks cool. so good. The yeah, stylization on it is really cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's unique uh, style too. Like it, it's, it's yeah. clean. It's sharp, and it's you don't see on that kind of art too much. That's cool. Hunter That's looks really, really yeah. cool. And then here we go. And she that. nailed the colors. Like if you look at season two yeah. colors, that is season two colors, one hundred percent. It is. And do you see how the white comes all the way down the cheek on this side, but it's black on the cheek here? Mm -hmm. Details. Nailed it. That. No, no, I've seen very few artists get it right, but the, the asymmetry is just everywhere on these costumes. And she it's got like it. the she office. You know, you know what's what is awesome the difference about the artists? 
the the artists right now that are that are coming up with their fan fiction versions of these characters is the details that they're finding that we're finding as costumers. We're looking for details yeah. for people that draw, paint, and create imagery. They're they're finding details that I'm missing, and it's really cool to kind of correlate what I'm seeing on the screen plus match it with what they're coming up with and verifying it. It's really cool. It's really cool. Okay, and then last piece, and it was in between some cardboard. It's the whole snap batch. Oh, snap batch. Yeah. So there we are, boys. Including tech and tech fish. Dude, there's two techs. Tech fish. Just happy to be there. Wrecker's looking <laughs> thick. I know. I love I love the uh the fishbone. Oh, in uh crosshair crosshair's, yep. crosshair's mouth. Yep. And I was told yep. that they're all alligators except for Crosshair, who is a crocodile. Because he's right. gotta be because he's gotta be different. So I asked, I asked and that's though. that's what I was told. Longer now to be different. Longer. So very cool. I'm glad I got to open this up on the show. So Do you guys Thank know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? It's the snout, right? Like a crocodile is like longer. What? One is later, one's after a while. Hey, dude, dad, dad, dad jokes. jokes was last week's question, bro. Dad jokes. Dad jokes was last week's question. We've moved on. Yeah. <laughs> dad jokes. But it is the dad batch, so you're allowed. Well, comedic timing was never necessarily one of our favorites. <laughs> so. <laughs> but again, thank you, Sophie. These are awesome. I'm so glad I got this. So, Sophie killed it. Thank you, yep. Sophie. Wrecker, have you built anything? Tech, have you built? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so hot off the 3D printer. Dude, you know you know when you haven't touched your 3D printer in a while and you're like praying to the printer gods? Please don't fail. I didn't touch any settings. I didn't make any adjustments. I just turned it on because the last print was great. And luckily, the printer gods have granted me success. So score. I have the first couple of pieces of Tech's front side <laughs> crotch area um, printing the butt cheeks right now. And, Clone uh, diaper. So, yeah, seems to be going well. But basically, um, what was neat is when we when we didn't have the show, the show hadn't started yet. We just had a couple of trailers. Uh, Ramey was kind enough to kind of produce um, a piece that I wasn't sure. And it ended up being really good. And what I did is I just integrated it into the season one um, cod diaper and then uh, made some adjustments to that. So using mesh mixer, made some trimming. Um, I think it's going to work. And uh, and I tested the theory based off of what I made. You guys saw the picture that I made of season two tech. And, and that was a traditional S1 diaper. I basically dremeled the crap out of that thing. And... Uh, just to make, just to test the the look of it, put the belt on, the leather belt on. I got a couple of pictures, and okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna redo this. I'm gonna reprint this so it's nice and clean. That way, I don't have to clean up a dremeled piece of plastic. I'm just gonna print a piece of plastic, and uh, that's the beauty of 3D printing, man. You can relatively gen up something that doesn't exist that you can't just buy from vacuum formed, mass produced kits. These are these are unique things that are rapidly appearing before us a week later and uh that's that's the beauty of 3d printing so those that are hesitant to jump into it i get it 
Um, if you want to make a traditional clone, I'd say go towards what's known. But if you want to do something unique that doesn't exist, you might want to consider 3D printing. So yeah, doing that piece. And then um, what else? What else? Uh, I think that's really it. Um, oh yeah, and then I made up. Uh, I made a, a 19 minute <laughs> 19 minute suit up video for my season one tech. I've had so many requests over over the since I made it really, and over the year and a half or so. Um, just need to, we just need to upload it to YouTube's later, and we'll figure out uh, when we get that up there. But um, yeah, I just did a suit up video because I think there's a lot of questions about how to put it on, what's it like. It's a unique kid. It's not like something you'd normally uh, see in clone armor because clone armor typically is you know clamshell legs, clamshell forearms. I've seen two uh, Velcro. What's that? I've seen two. You I've seen two, and there's a tech yeah. here. That's it. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of unique, but um, but I t I show the straps. So underneath the armor, it's ugly, super ugly. There's straps. There's Velcro. There's all kinds of things to make Nobody sure that that backpack doesn't fall off. So uh, made that video, kind of did some quick editing, and uh, that'll go up on YouTube. So that was on, that's on the workbench, uh, making the the butt and um and a video. Um, I made a lot of progress uh, unpacking. <laughs> Score. Hey, that's that's uh, good because awesome. your costume's underneath all those boxes, so you got to get there. And and I actually I was like going through a lot of my stuff, and and I realized I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> like I have a lot of stuff, and uh, and you know when when you're like putting everything in a new space, some of it just doesn't fit anymore. Uh, not not legit not physically but just like you know aesthetically it doesn't fit anymore so um i don't know i i gotta get rid of i gotta i gotta curate the collection as it were so uh i gotta put some stuff for sale uh printers i have a lot i, I think i have too many printers now so I'm, i know i gave i gave john a printer but i think i might need to get rid of a couple more um so i might be putting those up for sale Oh, the Iron Man helmet, oh, dude! That thing looks. Got that man. Iron Man. That thing's crazy. I, I, I pre-ordered that thing. Like it feels like three or four <laughs> years ago, and then after like a year after I ordered it, I was just I got so fed up that I actually got a refund, and then and then I saw the seller in December. Um, he had them ready to go. Oh, he had like a limited amount just ready to go, so. I was like, well, I still want it, so I got it, nice. and I, I was actually able to get a custom, a custom one because the original one that I ordered was a silver faceplate, but I was like, no, I really want the gold, even though I know that the the Mark V didn't come in gold, red and gold. Um, it looks sweet. It's man. still Iron Man. I love yeah. the fact that when you when you opened it, you're 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 in full mode, big smile, dude. Like it's it's not it's not Tony Stark yeah, serious, like suave. The face was great. <laughs> it was, dude, dude. I'm gonna be wearing that mask when I go. Like that's my COVID mask. <laughs> nice. <laughs> at the store when they say, "Hey, we're masking up indoors now." You go to the you go to I'm the doctors. Gonna, and they make. I'm just you gonna wear tell one. Jarvis to, yeah, I'm gonna tell Jarvis to just put on battle mode. I love it. Um, I think it's cool. Echo's being that's attacked it. right now. The, uh, the the entire conversation in your live chat has been derailed by the appearance of the cat. 
tech. I'm just letting you know. So <laughs> they've been talking about him for 10 minutes. Nice. <laughs> They're like, there's a cat on Echo's shoulder. <laughs> While the cats are away. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. Okay, um, got quite a bit here, so let's get to it. I wanted to start with something non-Star Wars, but something that I think a lot of folks that are in this fandom are going to be interested in. So um, Rebel Moon, which is a project that Zack Snyder actually is working on. And and this is something that I heard he actually originally pitched to Lucasfilm to be like a Star Wars film, but um, that the, the, the stars did not align for that to work out. So he went and did it on his own. Um, so I, there's a, there's a, brief trailer out but we're also we've actually got a release date so december 22nd of this year um with a netflix release i'm hoping there's some kind of theatrical tie-in for this thing too because it looks like it would be that kind of film where the big screen would be the, the best way to see it so um we'll be keeping our eye on that and hopefully we get a little bit more as we get into the year we can talk more about that project um some bad batch news uh so michelle ang did an interview with looper and um, had this to say about how she and Dee focused on the family dynamic in The Bad Batch. And I'll just read the quotes uh, verbatim here. So Dee and I worked hard to make these relationships feel real. And the thing about season two is that there's an opportunity to see Omega's specific relationships with each of her brothers. Hunter was a very strong figure for Omega in season one. But like you mentioned, they are a family. So in season two, we get to delve into the intricacies of how she interacts with the others, especially Echo and Tech. So we'll get to see more of that. And she also said, because they all have such distinct personalities, it really feels different. And I think that's what you're putting your finger on. It feels real like a fa- like any family because differences in personalities means that the way that each pair communicates also adjusts. You're right. I feel really proud of what Dee and I and the animation and directing team have done for The Bad Batch because they really care for each other and their idea of family evolves and grows and faces challenges in season two a lot. It's quite a central part of the story this season. It um, is. Yeah. You know what's yeah. cool about about that piece? Um, I'm, I'm, I was re-watching for probably for the fourth time already because uh, it is a really great episode, which we'll get to. <laughs> but there's a small part in the very end. Sorry, Crosshair, you're yawning at, at, at that it's episode. But anyway. You've got your glove on. I need to go get mine. I know. I got my glove on. But um, there's this... It's it's super it's super small if you don't if you you'll miss it if you don't look for it but as they're walking away at the very end the last shot uh, Omega Wrecker and Tech are walking down the hallway as they leave and Tech just puts his hand on her shoulder just super just like hey come along like sister family it's those little gestures that the artists are taking care to to share that part of the story and the visual they don't have to do that the characters could just easily walk down the hallway story the end. But I'm looking at some really neat details that they're putting in there. Um, we saw that with Echo talking to to Omega privately on on the on the ship, just saying, "Hey, look, we would do it again for you. Like we we care for you." They it, it, they are really delivering exactly what you said, Ramy. Like it's it's so cool to see in the littlest details. I love it. Yeah, for sure. So I think so. We we it's interesting. So we've seen her spend quite a bit of time with. Uh, Tech and Echo, um, and now Wrecker and Tech. So we haven't really seen any kind of one-on-one with Hunter other than the little bit of interaction they had in the first couple episodes. So it'll be interesting to see how that differs because I already feel like we're seeing Hunter let her have a little more rope 
this season, like, which is actually good. I, I'm glad they're not going down the whole thing where he's like, you won't let her off the ship, and he's like super overprotective. Yeah. Like, he actually is because that could have easily just been the way they went, and it wouldn't have. It would have been like every other show on Earth, and like it wouldn't have felt right for this this crew. So I like they're showing that. You know, it's interesting. It's uh, it's that term uh, as dads, we've heard it before: helicopter parents, where you basically hover around your child everywhere they go, worried about them, um, peeking through the windows of the classroom to make sure that they're that they're in the classroom and that they're getting their hand raised. You know, they get picked on and what whatnot. Um, Hunter was kind of that way in season one, and and now it looks like, to your point, giving her freedom. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, so something that we didn't really talk about much when it was out before, although I, I'm thinking that it was out before we were doing this. So uh, Galaxy of Creatures, which was um, little animated shorts that they did on StarWarsKids.com. I figured we could follow along with this since it you know being being family related um so they've got a new season that's been announced and in fact i think as of today we've got new episodes uh actually yesterday sorry so we got the first two episodes of this next batch so the each one of the episodes of these um galaxy of creatures it follows along and there's like we're introduced to a different animal in the star wars world so, and they're, they're just little animated shorts. So they're super cute. Um, so the first two came out yesterday and they were titled Boggling and Eopi. We'll get another pair uh, next week called Convor and Gurgila. Uh, a week after that, we get one called uh, Komorodon and Kaibuk, followed by Ice Spider and Dianoga, and then Gundark and Puffer Pig. Oh, and then um, Ordo Moon Dragon and Gorgs towards the tail end of February. So again, each one follows along with a different creature. So it's, it's uh, almost like a little kind of Jacques Cousteau sort of thing, but for kids. If you haven't seen the galaxy of creatures plush line, those are really cool too. They're like, yeah, they're, they're the actual characters from the, from the short. Um, they have like a little baby Tauntaun and a little baby. Cat. And they, and they, they're like, they're electronic. So you squeeze it and they make the sounds. Adorable. So what you're saying is this show is really just a way, a marketing plan for the toys. Yes. <gasps> what? Something like that in Star Wars? What? <laughs> Making money? You uh, <laughs> squeeze D. Badly Baker too. He makes a tauntaun sound. Yeah. Or Eagly if you squeeze hard enough. <laughs> he squeeze really hard. He does Eagly. Um, okay. So a lot of Mandalorian news. Uh, so we, we've got an official synopsis for season three. So I'll read this. Uh, it says, The journeys of the Mandalorian through the Star Wars galaxy continue. Once a lone bounty hunter, Din Djarin, has reunited with Grogu. Meanwhile, the New Republic struggles to lead the galaxy away from its dark history. The Mandalorian will cross paths with old allies and make new enemies as he and Grogu continue their journey together. So we've got kind of the... the cast that we're all familiar with so pedro pascal is the voice with brendan wayne and uh, latif crowder in the suit uh, katie sackoff's returning uh carl weathers emily swallow giancarlo esposito omid abadi abtahi oh man i'm sorry i apologize but you all know who i'm talking about as dr pershing um amy sedaris um simon cassinatis uh misty rosas in a yet to be named character so she was um cruel before but but she'll be doing something different this time and uh the biggest mystery of all is christopher lloyd not a small name but he's at been added to the cast for season three 
So I have I have heard that he's playing some kind of Imperial, but I, we haven't seen anything uh, official. Uh, that I would prefer that be his character than like some kooky like forest dude or something. I'd really like I, to see him be every, something serious. When when he when he originally got casted, everybody wanted him to be a Mandalorian <sighs> with the name Man the Lorian. <sighs> Dead jokes. <sighs> <laughs> Demon yeah. prepared for you this week. We we got a new we got a new poster. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm always, I'm always trying. I'm always poster. trying to keep you guys on target. <laughs> Somebody man, has to. <sighs> now all I can hear pictures this this conversation, but Mo from The Simpsons with Bart Simpson calling him. I mean, I need a Mandalorian. Hey, is there a Mandalorian? <laughs> Amanda hug and kiss. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, We got a new poster, which looks pretty cool. So this one shows him um, with with the jetpack flying over some kind of battle below. Um, His cape is on fire, which is pretty epic. So. And if you look really closely at his right thigh, you can see the Velcro patch. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is true. Really, I, I saw that. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's that if it's the poster, but there are there are scenes where you can in the trailer where you can see Velcro on his. Velcro his doesn't hold the armor in place. Come on, guys, come on. <laughs> That's don't awesome. Say no, but yeah, awesome. I mean, hey, it's, it's canon. So my my suit has Velcro on it. It's um, canon. So for on writing credits, so we Favreau, John Favreau has a primary writing credit on all eight episodes. Filoni is listed as co-writer on two of them. And Noah Clore, uh, who was one of the writers from Book of Boba Fett, um, has writing credits on one episode. So, And then for the director lineup, uh, Disney Plus has confirmed that the directors of this new season include uh, Rick uh, Famuyi. Oh, gosh. You know what I'm talking about. Famuyi. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Morrison, Lee Isaac Chung, Carl Weathers. Peter Ramsey and Bryce Dallas Howard. So that's six. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. So then we're gonna get one from Dave. We have to. Presumably, to. presumably. Well, he's been pretty busy. I mean, Dave. Come gotta, on. There's got to be one from Dave. He's, he's gonna step in. He's not he's gonna, gonna make time. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be one. And then one more from someone else. Wasn't Peyton Reed gonna be in there? Where did you list him? Uh, he was not on the list that I've got here, and I thought this was the complete list. So, because Peyton Reed is like the go-to for for Luke. So, and I don't think that they're not going to have Luke in the series. What? Really? We'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure. That's. I'm not sure that that arc is a focus for season three. I don't feel like we need to see more Luke. Yeah, I don't think so either. What they'd used was perfect. Like, it it was just the right amount of Luke. You think we're done? I think so. You think we're done Maybe with Luke? better saving him for the Ahsoka show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's I'll true. Let that one settle in for a minute. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to see more Luke, though. It's kind of like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, no, he's I, definitely got to be the card that you only play when you have to. Like, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm, I'm old school. Like even like Vader and Obi Wan. Like I don't know. It's like you kind of got to. There was a rumor that we were going to get a Han Solo cameo at one point for Mandalorian. Ooh. No, I'm sorry, Book of Boba Fett. Oh, 
But yeah. so would mm, that would have been, 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 been more interesting. Now I'm listening. They'd <laughs> have to be young, young, young Han, right? Yeah, because they had they had de-aged when they were shooting uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett. That they were also de-aging Harrison Ford for Indy at the same time, and so there was a there was a rumor going around that um, that the scenes that that Harrison had filmed on the volume were also going to be for not just Indy but for Book of Boba Fett, which they may have shot stuff for Star Wars and we don't know. But why wouldn't they just use uh, what's his name, the kid from Solo? Because uh, he's I, the younger I Han, think, not the older Han. Because I, yeah, but wouldn't I, he be younger? Kathleen, Ka- Kathleen Kennedy has has already said uh, recently that going forward, they don't need to recast characters anymore. So they'll just do the de aging thing. Yeah, for cameos. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool, cool. I want to derail it. And then we have a new trailer. So for anybody watching the stream, here we go. We've got a new attendee to the meeting here. So what we're going to do, we've done this with, we did this with the Bad Batch trailer that we had um, not too long ago. So we're going to play this through once. We'll just listen and just let it play the whole way through. And then we can go back and kind of break it down. Yes. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy what are we what do we stand for being a mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight you also have to know how to navigate the galaxy that way you'll never be lost So that I may be forgiven for my transgressions. May the force be with you! This is the way. There's something dangerous happening out there. And by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. Hang on, kid. So, so any, anything that we want to say before we start kind of going through bit by bit? Uh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Ad- adorable. Ad- it's adorable. Number one. Grogu is completely adorable through the whole thing. The Mandos getting dumped out of the ship continues to just be completely awesome. Yeah. And then it's, like that- they, it's like they know what we want. <laughs> <laughs> And the throwback scene with all the Jedi's and the, who's coming through the door? Who's it's coming through Anakin. the door? It's gonna be Anakin. I have I have a theory on that 
that Order sixty six uh, scene is that what that is? Is I, I don't I don't think it's Anakin. I think I think whoever's coming through that door is going to rescue Grogu. So you think the Jedi are posed in defense, and then they're going to realize, oh, it's somebody to take the young lanes and Grogu away. Yeah, because if you look at the door, there is it's it looks like a lightsaber is coming through it, like lighting it up from the from the other side. I don't think that would be Anakin. Anakin, no. You don't think so? I don't. I, I don't think they're going to put Anakin and Grogu that close in proximity. Yeah, but Dude. this is. Oh, you're saying young. You're saying when he was a child. Like or younger, okay. Could be Inquisitor. Yeah, he was in the temple, and we just don't know how he escaped. That's what we don't know. It could be a flashback, right, of where he came from. Yeah, they're go- they're gonna tell that piece. All I know is, man, the that Naboo fighter is just it's so awesome <laughs> i i always liked that ship and then when they brought it back for this is like ah oh, yes all right let's, let's okay, rewatch okay. it let's break it down <laughs> we're gonna rewatch it and pause it or what yeah. okay i like how you muted us all too steven i was like why am i muted this is weird our people are scattered like stars in the okay yes. so wait so first of all here yes. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven. This reminds me of like the seven samurai. Oh. Like it's the seven Mandos. Nothing, you know? no, there's no coincidences and, and can, in Star Wars. So, and you can see it's it's Bo-Katan leading the way, and then behind her is uh, Din Djarin. Is there so something I heard is that when you hear the narration of Din Djarin, he's training Grogu. With knowledge, yeah. So when, when you to, to be a Mandalorian, to be a Mandalorian, he he's teaching Grogu. That's that's I, I don't know where I heard it. It was somewhere on social media today, or maybe it was yesterday. That when you listen to the narration of 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 Din right now, think of it as Grogu is the audience. Grogu is the one that's hearing what he's saying. Alex, what if the title "The Mandalorian" is not about Mando? What if it's about Grogu? <laughs> So I've always said that the the words the the Mandalorian, it's not necessarily one person. It's like, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the Mandalorian you could, you people. Could, it's 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 you plural could too. You could take uh, you could take the show season four and just make it all about Bo-Katan, and, and it's still and the season five could be about Sabine. I mean, it could go in different directions and still yeah. be just the Mandalorian. So right, we're 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 two seconds in. Let's uh <laughs> Yes. Like literally two seconds. Four okay. technically, but okay. Four. Four yeah, more I seconds. I've got I got the thing here. And then pause. What are we? Oh, right there. Okay. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> okay. yeah. The no, short we, part. We have, we have to, we have to. Because we got the we got the, the sigil on the on the shoulder bell here. It's oh. so good. Yeah. What was the sigil called? The bear? Oh, I sent it to you guys last night. It's like a it's awesome. I That's all. Yeah, it's, it's but what awesome. was funny is so so somebody had come up. <laughs> they pulled a, a rebels uh, character key, and it showed that same artwork that was on somebody's shoulder in Rebels, along with another character who that had a, a snake that's surprisingly similar to the one that uh, John has on uh, his band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John was yeah. like, "They copied me." Yeah, I'm like, know. "Yeah, that was in Rebels, which was before you, but that's okay." <laughs> <He> copied. <laughs> Those are details. Those are details. All right, John. <laughs> 
Uh, awesome. The short trooper parts, the the colors. I mean, this is this is a Mandalorian dream right here. Yeah. So. And I like the mix of kind of classic Boba Fett shaped armor with the post imperial armor with the mix of helmets and the the Paz Vizsla rangefinder on the wrong side, no less, and like just all of the the hodgepodge of like I see like a shore trooper bicep on that one guy that's got the I, the thing on his shoulder. I gotta say something about just the, the, how how there's all kinds of mix here, but it's just the right amount of of stuff because and and I just got to speak to that, and I don't want to you know I don't want to go too far to extreme, but. You know, there are some folks that put a lot of stuff on their kit. The OC Mandos, right? Like we put a lot of stuff on our kit because we want to have a really cool costume. But I think this is a really good blend because I, lo- I look at mine and I don't think I have enough. This is like a really no. good example. Yes. This is a really good example of, of what what fits the universe, I think, you know? One thing that's bothering me with these, and it's not bothering me, it's just like a little nitpick. And that's literally what it is. It's it's a nitpick is that all of these new Mandos that we're seeing, they all wear scarves now. Like even Boba Fett wears a scarf. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. come on, what I happened mean, to the next guys are. These guys are. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, ca- capes were in the 90s, bro. Now we're in the gotcha. 2020s. It's the era of the scarves. It's like fashion comes and goes. And you know how it goes. I get you. I feel you. I feel next, you. next year, they'll all be wearing pink TK boots. <laughs> it's too many scarves. Pink, it's too many scarves. Pink I want to see some neck seals. What? Some, what do they call that? Collar, collar armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't really yeah. seen that, have we? Although, it kind of, uh, kind of looks like this guy in the front with the red has it. You just don't see it very much. It's covered up. Okay, we're six seconds in, so we're gonna go ahead and hit play again. Just two more seconds, <laughs> and then we'll stop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do we stand for? Oh my God! Stop. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just but again, kind of more of the same. And I like how this dude's range, this rangefinder is like just totally droopy. <laughs> it's totally bent. Yeah. That's what that's what ours look like from dude. being sun and mountain. Uh, the so, girl doesn't yeah. have a cape on. Just want to point that out. Thanks. Okay, dude. So so Go this ahead. is canon. If you keep your armor in the car for too long and it warps, it's okay. It's canon. Apparently, hundred percent. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Hit All right. I won't, okay, bother, I won't, I won't pause the logo. <laughs> okay, this I love. Dude. I love that he's asleep. He's in hyperspace. Yep. And Din's, Din's just asleep. Yep. Chilling. Just holding Grogu. Adorable. That's what Navarro is so way shit. built up. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. So Grief Karg is cleaning the place up, literally. That's great. So oh, him see. and grief are just boys. Look at grief yeah, too. Just look those roads. stoic, yeah. just stoic. We know who's in charge. That scene in the like snow or whatever. Oh. She's back. Got the armor. The armor is back. I may be forgiven for my transgressions. Look at that shot, man. We see an R five in the droid socket on the Naboo. Come on, man. There's something dangerous happening. So out there. cute. Every time it flashes that dashboard shot, I feel like it's the, the Go back to go back to um Angry Appa. What's he wearing on his look at 
I want that patch. I've seen so many people. It's like a, I've seen so many people talk rancor? about wanting that jacket. Yeah, that's a rancor, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, it's big enough for you to act. It'll be too late. That's oh, a Mandalore, okay. right? I mean, that okay. is. Are those, it's not the Jedi Temple. It's got to be. It, no, it is. Okay. It's for sure Order 66. But is that even a saber, or is that clones just busting through a door? I did, no. It they got like a clone like chainsaw? That. Come on. That's Anakin? Chainsaw. Are we seeing the Anakin? Who wants to call it? Is that Anakin? Did we see Did we see Grogu's in his original Order 66 flashback in Book of Boba Fett? No, I don't uh, think so. Did we see what happened before he passed out? No, we just see the clones coming towards him. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so there are there are clones then on that other on, side. Well, there are clones coming after him. We don't know if this is that scene though. This might be like a corridor before Grogu, for all we know, like the initial entry into the temple or a hallway. But we do know that clones were approaching him, and then he then he loses at, his at some point. Yeah, right. then he loses his vision. So you know what's really cool? I I loved how. Uh, Din in in uh, and it was season one. I, I you know really when he was doing the flashbacks of of him being a youngling, it kept adding to the flashback. It was like a little yes. bit of flashback, then a couple episodes later it'll add more. I actually would appreciate that if they do the same thing for Grogu. They give us a little bit more and just keep us pulled in just enough to make us get excited for the next episode and you know say damn you, but I'm excited for next week. You know I I hope they do that again. I agree. That would be awesome. Yeah. So this this chase scene right here with the Tie Fighters Tie interceptors, to be specific, which are way cooler than normal Tie Fighters, which these we are, haven't seen since Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. These are some. These are like my favorite Tie Fighter because everybody's got a favorite one, right? There was a uh, there was a leak today for the Lego set. Um. So that is it's a Mandalorian Fang Fighter. Hmm. Versus tie interceptors. Yeah, yeah. It's a what? Fang fighter. Fang. Yeah, like Dracula fangs. Interesting. So it's a modification of the interceptor, maybe, maybe a, a mod. No, the no, 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 the Mandalorian one. fang fighter. Oh, um, which I think like Bo-Katan's ship is like called like a gauntlet. The gauntlet is that right? Or yeah. so. And I, I, I saw something that somebody was saying like this is not the same ship. Is, is that so the fang and the gauntlet are not the same i guess i don't know i've mm. got to i've got to pay closer attention and, and look it's cool i think yeah they're a fang class hang on kid okay there's there's Dude. a lot of droids in this shot <laughs> there's, oh, there's battle, battle droids sitting there just chilling battle droids i didn't notice it so i wonder if this is the scene I wonder if this is a scene where Amanda walks in and they're like, hey, we don't serve your cut. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait outside. That's awesome. It's a droid servicing depot. And then you just see you just see R5 walk in and he's like, you better, yeah. you better wait outside. Yeah, you wait outside. <laughs> it's like the opposite of droid depot at, at Galaxy's Edge. You walk in and it's just Mando dolls on the wall. Where you build your yeah. own Mando armor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just Mando armor. You can put, Mando armor. You can put different personality chips into it. 
Dr- dress your own little man. Okay, animal. so there's a couple of things that I love to see in here. Uh, yeah, the battle droids are cool. Um, you got CZ in the mm-hmm. background. But for me, my favorite thing is the C-3PO concept droid in the very yeah. back. The MQ. The yeah. Protocol droid. Oh, yep. yeah, right there. Which he which he's inside Rebels, right? That same that same droid appeared in Rebels. Yeah, and yeah. are we supposed to see one in uh, Bad Batch this season? Didn't we see a glimpse of of one of these for Bad Batch in Maybe. one of the trailers? I thought. I think there's one coming. Right. Oh, there's Brian right seeing where they're paratrooping out of the come on ship. Come on, dude. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Paz. Go back. Pause it on Paz. Yeah, so that's death. The remaining Death Watch, right? That are kind of look at that. <sighs> well, okay. So we were thinking initially that I mean, I was thinking initially this was Bo-Katan's group because of the blue colors, but maybe not because Paz is there. Paz is with Clan Vizsla under Death Watch under the Armorer. The armorer hates Bo. So one of the things that I was looking at here in this particular shot. So when there there's some sort of fight going on in Navarro, but look at the IG 11 statue. It's either not rendered for the trailer or completely blown away. It's, it's destroyed. <laughs> or was it, or was it not a statue and was it actually the remnants of IG? And since, We've heard that they're making like a suit, like an Iron Man suit for Grogu out of IG. Like what? maybe that's oh, why it's what? not there anymore. Wait, 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 wait. What, Ramy? Have you not heard this? So I listen. I actually don't want to see them do this. <laughs> but I have heard that this is something that was talked about. And so I don't know if this is actually true or not. But I'd heard that they were going to take IG Eleven and make him like a. A, like a, a robot that could be controlled by Grogu, so that he could actually get like a so that he could get in on the action. Oh my god! I really, really hope that that is just fake news because I kind of don't want to see so that. Too. That's that would be a jump the shark moment, but but maybe that's why he's not in the fountain anymore. <laughs> I, I maybe that's what just maybe that's what Babu Frick is working on. Oh. Hey. Maybe, that's, maybe that's what Babu Frick hey. is doing is he's busy putting him back together so that he can be a. Basically, a Voltron suit for Grogu. <laughs> Pacific Rim. It really yeah. never gets old. And oh, man. <laughs> the toys that they're going to sell this holiday season are going to be insane. I'll only be okay with it if that's actually, if, if Babu Frick is the one who does it. <laughs> Droid is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, one of these days we're going to be able to put like a five-minute blooper reel of just us doing Babu Frick impressions. <laughs> Every episode, somewhere. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit play before we start crying. Please do. This is the way. Dude, so you, you notice how like how like confident like Grogu comes out of that? He's just like, 
and he's permanently just in the basket now. Like he doesn't get carried. Like he's just in the basket all the time. I'm just glad he's not but passing man, out anymore. He just comes out like we had a little bit of training, so maybe he's got more focus. So is now. that is that Grogu's? Uh, is that Grogu's like mission? Like his test? Like how Din took on the the Mudhorn? Oh, <sighs> to kind of earn his uh, his sigil, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Could be. How old is he Fire. there? 51 now? Or he's yeah, right. <laughs> so good. Looks amazing. Wow. Sign me um, So yeah, that's that it. Was Anything else we want to go back over? So oh, wait, somebody in the chat on just says, so have y'all seen the Star Destroyer on Coruscant with Dr. Pershing on the Disney Plus trailer? So yeah, yeah. So supposedly there's like a version of the trailer that's just slightly different on Disney Plus. Um, I can only download stuff from YouTube, so I couldn't get that one. But uh, that one's got like, there's a clip with a Star Destroyer present. So, And it's being assembled? It, yeah. Was it Was it like... A- uh, there's like, there's a bunch of Star Destroyers parked at Coruscant. Okay. Um, or... I heard someone else say maybe it's Hosnian Prime, but I would I would think it's Coruscant since we saw Pershing on Coruscant. Um, but yeah, the, the the New Republic's doing something with a whole fleet of Star Destroyers there. I don't know if they're just going to be dismantling them, taking them apart for their secrets or scrap, or if they're going to repurpose it into something else. In the books, in some of the books that were considered to be, you know, part of the ongoing canon. Uh, the the New Republic did take over use of the Star Destroyers and was using them as if they were just part of the fleet. So go. maybe that's it. I think I think we're gonna get a lot of yes, Mandalorian culture stuff in this season. But I think I mean this he's is going the to Mandalorian where they yeah I I think this is the season <laughs> where they're gonna really ramp up the Thrawn the Thrawn stuff so. and the, the the interconnecting of all the different shows. Yeah. The uh, man, when he said he was going to Mandalore, I got psyched. That's cool. Finding that old helmet, too. It must be him just like digging around in Mandalore. It's awesome. He's um, is he is he going to figure out that he doesn't need to go bathe in the waters that you know what? It's it's beyond the Creed thing. It's Minnetonka or or yeah, he's he's a Mandalorian because oh, I don't know, like like the because it seems like. There's the extremists, right? The Death Watch, which are super extreme, and then you have Mandalorian culture. And is is the baths piece like bathing in the baths to get cleansed or whatever? That's the extremism, right? Or is that Mandalorian culture? There's something know. there. He feels like he needs to do it. So regardless of like whatever the armor is telling him or something, or I don't know. I think I think there's a little bit of a. Uh... I'm trying to think of the right word. Like I think the whole bath, the whole bath thing, is a little bit of a metaphor, although, yeah, not because you know, like you get baptized and it's you know bathed in the water, kind of a thing. So same kind of thing. So, and I keep I keep looking at Cassian freeze framed on the thing behind you, and it looks like Cassian's in Tron. <laughs> he does because <laughs> of his ring light. <laughs> he does. He really does. I want to know when when Din is just going to look down and be like, "Oh wait, I do have the dark saber. I am the ruler." I mean, there's there's and some just, moments in here where he sounds like and is acting like he's taking charge. 
I, I, I don't know that he, I don't think it's his intention to stay in that role, but I do think he's going to leverage it when he needs to. I, I, I mean, if I had to guess, I think he feels I need to go to Mandalore. I need to bathe in the waters, but along the way, (laughs) he's going to have his eyes opened and realize what the hell am I doing? Like I'm a Mandalorian. Like I can take off my helmet. I can, I can keep it on. I can take it off, whatever. Like I'm, I'm, you know, the clan thing, the, the protection, like there's certain aspects of the culture of Mandalore that, that resonate with all Mandalorians. And then you have this extreme faction that was living on the moon for the longest time as death watch, which where, where he was raised, I think he's kind of having his eyes open. Not that he's going to necessarily follow Bo, but he's starting to kind of see for, for see it for, for what it is for maybe he's, he was blinded the whole time. Uh, grateful for that. He's a Mandalorian, but realizing I'm much more than, what I think I was meant to be, right? I don't know. There's some. There's something As, there. Asgard, Asgard is not a place. It's a people. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. So that is it for the news. <laughs> George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times I've seen him. Uh, you know after we've been making things uh, without them is remember to make these stories hopeful. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. All right, guys, let's get into our episode review. The Bad Batch, season two, episode four, titled Faster, with a runtime of 26 minutes. This episode was directed by Stuart Lee, written by Matt McNavitz, score by Kevin Kiner, with a description of the team enters the colorful and dangerous world of racing. I mean, <laughs> this episode, I, I've, I've, the filler word has been thrown around a lot it's online. Filler it's of, it's a fun, full of tech. Fun. It's fun. It's, it's <laughs> filled, filled of tech. Filled yeah. of it's tech. fun. It's fun filler. Let's be honest. It's fun, but it's yeah. fun. This Let's episode, it really reminded me of like, the old uh, A-Team episodes or um, Mission Impossible episodes or even like Charlie's Angels. It's like, all right, well, we got the mission for you. Here you go. You know, it was pretty um, like organized. Yeah. <laughs> so the episode starts off. We don't see Hunter. We don't see Echo because they're off <laughs> getting Nerf Nuggets. So, have we seen nerfs yet in Star Wars? No, but they sound delicious. I can eat them, right? Right. Okay, so we've heard of a nerf herder. Yeah. And then now we have nerf nuggets. I mean, so, is, is it like nuggets, chicken nuggets? Or <laughs> is it like chicken? 50, are, ner- are nerfs like So, so put that in human we- terms. They're off-world trying to deliver 50 chicken nuggets. Okay. They're basically Uber <laughs> Uber pieces. Eats for the universe is what Echo <laughs> And Hunter are doing. <laughs> Anywhere you can make a buck, dude. Uh, That's what we've come funny. down to. Is is Sid is like, hey, there's this app called Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna take the Murata, and we're gonna, gonna make go, a, we're gonna make an extra little cash, and make sure you're on time, or we're gonna get dinged. I don't, <laughs> oh man, I'm you, bro. That's pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. No wonder Echo wants to do something more important. We, <laughs> got, just, we gotta have more. Those drivers drivers now. Now. We could be doing. We could be delivering for DoorDash. 
dude, Dor- he's been doing DoorDash, and he's like, "There's more to this life than DoorDash." I was meant to be a creator, a liberator, an instigator. I don't know. Oh yeah. man, uh, I'm curious to think. What did you think of this episode, Joe? It was the greatest episode ever in the history of Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> it was. It was pure gold from the, from the first second oh, man. To, the, to the last. I was watching I, in heaven just like this. Just oh. I, I didn't want to interrupt at the time, but you were playing that episode earlier while we were recording, right, Joe? So there yeah. was a spot where it was behind, playing behind you, and you had leaned to just the right angle to where it looked like you were sitting in the seat of the racer thing, and it was like <laughs> it was it was uh, the cockpit around you, and it was flying by. So so anybody's going to have to watch the YouTube video and go back and find that spot because it was great. <laughs> so a couple of things that were funny was this robot speaking in third and third. Uh, uh, Teo, oh, Teo. Yeah, Teo. Teo. Ugh. Hey, Teo's Teo. Teo. Uh, just super cocky droid. Teo. And uh, and my favorite, two favorite parts, again, small, tiny parts. You'll miss it if you don't pay attention. But when, as Tech is putting together Teo, because Teo got destroyed in the first race that we saw, um, Teo's like, hey, you need to do this the right way. Would you like for me to instruct you? <laughs> Tech doesn't say a word, just pauses looks at him and then keeps working like kind of yeah. like like a, like an inward sigh not even an outwards you know just a oh god you're yeah, he just gives him a look like son <laughs> just don't <laughs> and then and then watch him with this tool as he's welding his arm back he does that little like drummer flip with, with what they do with the sticks because it's a little, slight little thing but those little details is what makes it so good to me um, I, I'm that hyper fan. Obviously, we are hyper fans of this of these characters. We love them, so we're watching every little single detail, and um, just praise the artists and the writers. The writers for the story, obviously, for the bigger story, but the little details of the artistry and just these character animation. When he stepped into that cockpit of that ship, the cockpit actually the ship kind of tilted as he as he put his weight in it. This is what I love about the modern animation. They're not they're not keeping it so this ship is just stationary, the character climbs in and then he goes. It looks real. Like he's stepping into it and it tilts like you're getting into a canoe in the water, you know, it kind of lists a little bit. And then he sits in and he's like go time, right? I mean, those are the details that I'm really excited about. And of course, it's super bright so I can see all the angles of this costume. But um, I'll stop right there because I'm curious to to hear how much you loved the best episode ever that appeared in any kind of Star Wars. You know, at the end of the episode when the crowd was just chanting, tech, 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 tech. I don't think that my eyes could have rolled further back in my head. I was just like, we're never going to hear the end of this. Dude. That's your new ringtone. Well, we need to, that'll be the new Q and A intro. Well, I actually <laughs> have that scene on replay when I walk in the house. <laughs> that's your entrance. That's music? my entrance music when I walk the, in the house. It's tech. And I the, just put my arms be- up. I've arrived. The I'm best here. part about it. The best part about it is he barely even like he kind of smirked. Like <laughs> kinda. He was just like. 
I, you know what it reminded me of? Obviously, episode one when Anakin wins the race, right? And they're calling, you know, they're cheering for Anakin after he wins the pod race, and he looks up at the crowd. It's a similar angle, similar, similar vibe of. I mean, this whole episode was basically okay. Episode one, so of Star Wars, so riot racing. <laughs> yeah, it was right. Riot racing is is just pod racing. This is like a, a with guns, a no holds barred. Yeah, it's it's pod racing with guns. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And and all the sounds that they used on this sh- on this episode for the for the the racing scenes, it felt just like Bunta Eve. It felt like like the the bah, yeah. bah, you know everything yeah. was just <laughs> the sounds. The sound design was so good. Homeboy got shot in the audience, and then they said, "We're not liable for uh, <laughs> for any kind of injuries you may incur." Yeah, and he's just like, uh, but everybody's yeah. looking around like, attend oh, at your own risk. Yeah, it's like um, that's like one of the NASCAR races when like debris flies yeah. into the audience. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. you just like, kind of like duck. And <laughs> so, so I really liked uh, in the very beginning when Wrecker and Omega were sitting there playing the the game that's in the original Star Wars on the Millennium Falcon, and uh, I think earlier we were talking about. Uh, this like connection that they're building between like Omega tech and echo. But this relationship with Wrecker is just one of, it's just fun. And it like, will never, it's like, it's, it's deep. Yes. He protects her, but it's just like this, like fun relationship where she beats him and he's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just so funny. Um, Dude, he's eating all the time. He's got like a skewer yeah. of food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, four of those Nerf nuggets just kind of sit. Yeah. Up. Totally. The Nerf. He, he owes Omega two cartons of uh, Mantel mix now too. But, but it was funny. Yeah. Cause we just, I, we totally thought that Omega was going to end up flying until like, just like two minutes before. And I was like, Oh no. Tech's gonna take over because he's got the whole thing and I mean the whole time he's like also side note does he have a new compad Joe his compad uh, is different than yours no it's the it's, same one no it's bigger no it's he's like, got several he's got the data pad and the compad he's got two different okay ones. okay and yeah. you already have both of those okay I stand I have one I don't have the other one the other one's like more <sighs> general what are you even doing I have the one that's uniquely his have the one that's uniquely his. Put it on the screen. This one. This guy. Brian's like, no, do you even Star Wars? Big, there's a bigger one. There is a bigger in one. In this one. Yeah, there it's almost one. like a set of binoculars. It's like so stinking big. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he keeps it in the backpack. Yeah, but he was like analyzing all that stuff. You knew he was going to take over the race, but it was a fun episode, but yeah, it was a little... Oh, uh, one little call out. Uh, the big bad guy. He's the alien from uh, episode so, seven. Yes. Oh, no, so I mean, uh, episode it's, same, it's same not, type of alien. Not the same yes, type. Of alien. Same type. Yeah. This is he. His species is called a Dewutan. Very cool. I was like, because we've never seen that other than in that brief moment in episode seven. So. Seven. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Which I was like, why the heck have they not come out with an action figure of that guy? And he was uh, towering over Wrecker. Dude, towering. I think 
that, that interaction <laughs> oh, yeah. where Ricker was talking to Tech saying, why, why don't we just take him out? Obviously, yeah. Ricker is massive, strong. He's He could probably yep. take him out, but Tex was saying, hey, dude, we could, but you're starting a bigger war, and it's not what we do. Like Tech didn't even want the job. He was telling Sid, this is not a good use of our skill set. This is kind of yeah. you know, beneath us. And, uh, yeah. And how about the looming distrust of Sid? The seed was yeah. planted. Yeah, we find out that uh, the big guy, the DeWooten, Grinny M- Milegi, yep. has a past with Sid. And we also find out Sid is a nickname short for Sidarin Scaleback. Mm. Her full name. Oh, it's short form, yeah. But I also think that they gave Sid some moments where like, you could tell her facial expressions and stuff. Like, I think she's starting to realize that Maybe, maybe her past is either catching up to her, or there's some things that she should probably try and put behind her. So I think at the same time they're planting the seeds of distrust. I also think that they're moving her in a direction where she's going to come around too. So hopefully those two things kind of meet in the middle. And I mean, I I think it's kind of building up and leading to maybe not immediately in the next you know um, episode, but eventually she's going to be at a crossroads where she has to make a choice to give up mm-hmm. the bad batch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's probably going to make that sacrifice not to, I mean, so there's some sort of redemption arc that she's going to go through. I mean, that is star Wars. Star Wars is full of redemption. It's yeah. full of failure, but people finding a way back that that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, they break your heart along the way. Star Wars loves to give us tears. But well, according to Dave, it's full of hope, except for when it comes when they kill um, Wilco and throw him off the ledge of hope, hope, but it only, yeah, only doesn't hope this children. I want to kill this guy, Wilco. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I mean, to sum everything up, it was the best episode ever again. (laughs) I love that I got another uh, nickname. Just Um, just goggles. There you go, dude. Goggles. From goggles. Goggles. Like two or three. Now, right? Brown eyes. Goggles. Um, goggles. Goggles. Um, that'd be really the if to be honest, the best part about it was at the end when they're just screaming text name and he's just so emotionless. <laughs> he's just Yeah. I you know what you know what the what I, I will say this. I hope that we have an echo episode. And then I hope we have a wrecker episode and I hope that we have a hunter episode and it's not what we saw in season one. I hope it's just expanding. Like so far we've seen this one of tech where, you know, he's kind of stepping up and leading in this particular case. I hope we get that for all the characters and then eventually Omega. Honestly, I, I think my, I think my favorite episode of the series so far was last week. Crosshair. Because it was, it was a character piece on crosshair i mean it was it was a character episode like i i really love the plot episodes where they're just you know there's they're following the storyline you know they're they're going through all that stuff yeah that's that's easy but the character episodes like i would call this text character episode definitely um crosshairs episode last week obviously yeah um but yeah, for me, I think the character episodes are, are the best ones. And yeah, I hope we get I hope we get those individual ones. I would really 
love um, an Omega character episode where we kind of get mm-hmm. her insight into each of the batch, how just how she sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping they I do wonder that. if that's going to be the one with Gunji, the arc with Gunji, because like it will be, she will obviously be the one that's kind of the closest to him. And she would be the one that would be his introduction to everybody. So maybe right. that's where we see that. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Did you guys catch the nod to Mr. Bones? In in as one of the pilots. No. Who's Mr. Bones? Who's Mr. Okay, so Mr. Bones is the red uh battle droid. Oh. Um from the Af- from Dr. From Afra. The, uh from the yeah. the afterlife he's, books, he's right? Like, the aftermath. He's got the aftermath. he's got the um the bone skull on his on his helmet and all that. One of the pilots of of one of the uh riot speeders was uh a red Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. I thought that was cool. That was a couple. Uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't Mister Bones. I, I, went, I had to go back and and rewind up a couple protocol but, droids. Up in there. Yeah, because his half of his cool. face was all like carved out, and you can see through, and it's all right. jagged and stuff. So, or maybe it was Mister Bones, and he just wasn't modified wasn't yet. Done yet. Yeah, maybe. Pretty I think cool. that's the other thing too is that that, that episode. You know, you could put it in the category of what what most people are calling it a filler. Um, it's just it's it's in it's in league with what we've seen throughout the Clone Wars. You're going to have arcs that are specifically yep. driving a storyline, and then you're going to have these episodes that add you know little pieces here and there to characters. Um, could could they be removed? Yeah, sure, but but they add to this whole story. But it's <sighs> but it's right in line with what we've seen for all of the Clone Wars and and even the first season of the Bad Batch. So I think for people to say it's just filler, it's just filler. I mean, it, sure, you're allowed to have your own opinion. I think. Are you, I guess my question is, are you surprised? Like, like is this a shocker? I mean, what? Do you, <laughs> I don't. Not, I don't you know, think. I don't think filler is necessarily uh, derogatory either. I think no, um, yeah. filler is 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 all of these series. Every episodic show, whether it be whatever Game of Thrones or I mean Breaking Andor, people Bad, are whatever saying the same thing about Andor. Andor, yeah. same thing. It's like you're 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 trying to fill hours and hours of time, and not every episode is going to be a giant um, turning point or or a major story pull. Um, I don't think this episode was bad by calling it filler. It was fun filler. It was, it was almost like the Mandalorian where some episodes were just him on an adventure. And that's, that's what it is. And it jumps from different time periods and, you know, uh, Tex femur isn't broken anymore. Dude, he's a fast healer, man. It's like, it's like you know, um <laughs> i thought that's why they called the episode faster <laughs> it was just a it was just an episode of tech saying heal faster <laughs> that's funny that's funny that's but funny. yeah I, you know i uh i think it's uh it, it's a good episode it wasn't i wasn't like well that was dumb it was it was, <laughs> it was fun it was fun I mean, there was no crosshair in it, but it's like, the colors I figured that was going to happen. We're going to get one out. crosshair episode. And they're going to be like, oh, we'll be back later. See you guys. 
we'll see him in season three. You know, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you when we kill him at the end of the uh, season. In the last, at last, the episode. colors cool. in the light are incredible. Oh, so that was what we were talking about earlier. Like, as soon as I watched it, I was like, "Man, look at all these shots of of Wrecker and and Tech. Like, this is so rad for you guys, and then just so horrible at the end because <laughs> Wrecker's just got a million layers on. And I'm definitely convinced. Uh, I, yeah, we talked about this before we were recording, but I de- Wrecker has the most layers and most complicated costume out of all it's of like you an, guys. And he needs to basically <laughs> get two large onions and put them on his shoulders. <laughs> And just stand in front of John the entire time in London. John's not here, so there you go. Okay, everybody knows that, like, uh, you know, the trope for each of the batch members, you know, tech is obviously the the technical one, the smart one. Wreckers, the the brute strength. The muscle. Do you know what Omega's modified trait is? I read something about that today. And I had never seen it before. Did yeah. you see? It? You must have seen the same thing I did. So it was like I did. It, it mentioned that she has like a heightened state of awareness. Is that was that what it was or something like that? Her her modified her modified trait is situational awareness. And mm-hmm. and when I heard that yesterday, before I watched this episode, it it you know I I pinned it in my head. And then when Malegi says you know like we're just gonna take Sid since she can't pay us the money you see Omega kind of just like her eyes are shifting around, like bouncing around, like thinking, processing what's going on. And then that's when she says, Oh, she, she calls back to the Dejarit game with Wrecker. And she says to Malegi double or nothing. Like she read him so quick to understand what he would agree to. Yeah. And I was just like, Interesting. Oh man, she can read the situation. Yeah. So that would make sense. What I mean, yeah, is that her, She's she wasn't modified though, was she? I mean, she was. she's a clone. Oh, I know she's a clone, but she wasn't enhanced, was she? I well, mean, yeah. I they they said that in uh you said it. You th- that's your line when you say I thought it was obvious. In no, season 1. No, 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 that that she's not that she was um cuz isn't she supposed to be like Boba, right? Like an un um unmodified I know they grouped her in with the five, but but I thought they they bred her. Gene- they said they grew her. It was a genetically genetically mutated clones. There's yeah, modified. There's at least one obvious difference with her from all the other clones. Yeah. Anyway, so where I heard this was on StarWars.com. So that's where that's why I kind of like made the connection to remember this that her trait is situational awareness. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And I'd seen right. the same thing. So, well, I, I hope we learn more about her. We're going to learn more about her. Oh, obviously we are. It's just a matter of when. I wonder if she's going to develop that into like precognition powers. Like where she so can like read us a- be ahead of like, almost like Jedi, like thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cause remember when she shot crosshair, did she perfect shot? Never fired a right. never fired a blaster, and she, right, and everyone thought, oh, is she a force? Is she force sensitive? Everybody and, thought that. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of her as somebody that just sees it one time. You know, I have a friend who uh, who who has like perfect memory. Like he'll see something once and he never forgets it, whether it's a name 
whether it's a sentence in a book, almost like, you know, Goodwill Hunting just never forgets it. I kind of saw her as that, like she just has this incredible way of observing the world. And like she saw her brothers shoot their pistols or blasters. And then she's like, oh, I can do that. Perfect. And the only reason why she couldn't shoot the bow is because she didn't have the physical strength to do it. Otherwise, she probably would have been perfect. Is anyone, isn't somebody working on a Sid costume? Um, Yes. Pieces of Melanie, right? Pieces of Yes. Is she? Yeah, Melanie. Okay. I thought she was. Yep, she's working on a Sid. Man. Yeah. I hope we see it. I hope we see it like in person so we can take some photos. She's working on it. You know what's funny is at the end when uh, when she kind of has that that face of gratitude at the very end for for the the boys saving her butt, then she quickly turns to her pushy slaps tech on the chest like get out of my way kind of thing like okay that's you know she goes right back into character mode like she's in charge. Um, I actually like Sid. I know Sid's annoying for some people, but I I like her character. She looks like, like a giant iguana. A giant iguana, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She has beautiful eyes. <laughs> fun episode. Okay. Yeah. It was no crosshair. So good episode. It was fun. No crosshair in this episode. <laughs> Feel bad for Steven. That's it. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. So the questions I have, a gentleman, are um Explaining a little bit more about you as individuals, like, so we'll start with an easy one, kind of like, you know, if, if you had to look over at your nightstand, what would be on it? What's on your nightstand right now? And that kind of helps describe who you are. <laughs> Joe, you go first. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I have... Um, multiple like my watch my watch my phone all the chargers right for for those devices because i have the worst habit like everybody does the first thing i do in the morning is grab my phone and check my schedule what am i doing today what do i got to go on right um that uh, usually a bottle of water or a glass of water because i get thirsty in the middle of the night maybe or i wake up and want to drink some water and then also um once in a while in our old age i'll get a charlie horse to just freaking kills me and so i got one of those amazing um like massagers that like pound i don't know it looks, it looks like a pistol like a gun a theragun yeah that thing i have one of those it was like the best birthday gift ever and that thing will work out any muscle tension um that and then i have a random cup of like you know you know stuff that ends up in your pocket like oh i got a coin here i got this this card here from somebody at a business meeting or whatever, all that stuff in my pocket goes in this cup. So it's a cup full of crap. Um, that, was the question what's on your nightstand? Yeah. That's the question. Really? What's on your nightstand? Oh yeah. Well, so what, what would be on your nightstand or what is on your nightstand? Uh, well, this box that's right behind <laughs> me actually happens to go in my nightstand. So it's, it's actually fortuitous that it's there. Oh, okay. that's actually a box. It's a box labeled Stephen's memories. So, so what would normally be on your nightstand, Stephen? How about that? Uh, He's got to go look in the I box because the memories are in yeah, there. I, so I forgot. I, I try and I try and keep my nightstand clean. Okay. Um, usually, usually it's just my phone, my glasses, my AirPods. Um, that's about it. 
super clean. But what's in what's in my nightstand? Hey, now this is a family <laughs> show. It's a family show. <laughs> it's a family show. Completely, completely different. So I guess that I guess that's what that's what that says about me, right? Is on the surface, it's typical, but what's underneath is uh, books. <laughs> books. Books. We'll go with that. We'll go with books. <laughs> All right, uh, Echo, Ramy, what you got in your night's name? Uh, okay, so my my much like tech, my phone is usually there on the charger. Um, some some kind of like we drink sparkling water around here, so that's there's usually a bottle or a can of sparkling water um i've got a box that's got all my watches in it and they're all star wars watches so and it's Ooh. funny because i need batteries for every single one of them they're all dead except for the one that will it's solar it'll charge itself um and then i've got an, a little ipad there that i use as a reader it's it's ancient it doesn't work for anything other than reading books so but uh but that's how i get all my books and i read them that way nice that is it that's on my nice there's the drawer is like full of just like like Stephen's memories, right? Like it's just like stuff, like little things that the kids have given me and whatever. Like that's my, just like Stephen's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call it? Books? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. No, but it's like like little things that the kids make or whatever, and so stuff like that. Little tchotchkes. All right, Brian. I have a clock, a phone a charger, clock. Wait, like you have a clock, clock, but you also have a phone that tells the time. Yeah, but the clock is like uh, like a big digital one, so I can display. Just like, so you can just look my phone. Over. I literally I charge my phone there, but I lit I I like I might look at it in bed when I'm going to bed, but I don't wake up and grab my phone and lay in bed and look at it. I'll, oh, okay, I'll that's actually a good habit, man. And go to the room. Yeah, I try to. I I really try to. So um, even when I go to bed, I try to not look at it. But sometimes I got like wrapped up looking at something. Um, uh, I have a gun safe with a handgun in it, but that's underneath. Blaster it. safe, blaster safe, <laughs> blaster safe, <laughs> just in case. That's yeah. under the nightstand, at least here. I mean, it's it's yeah. Mine's not a drawer. Mine's open, so yeah. Open is so, good. Listen, you need to protect yourself. There's oh, yeah. not always going to be someone there to save you. So I usually have one of these little, little pocket. That works. Yeah. That works. Gotta well. do. It depends. Don't bring yeah. a gun to a knife fight. Or um, and let's, let's guess knife. what's on. Cause John's not here. Let's guess what's in John's knife. <laughs> Beer. Onions. Mm. On- onions. <laughs> onions and ketchup <laughs> packets. <laughs> Coors light cans. A picture uh, of the world cup. Yeah. All right, Arizona. Let's, let's, let's each tea. let's each say one thing that's in his knife. Empty can. paint Perfect. cans. And we can't say onion because we already know that there's an yeah. onion there. Empty paint cans that are like tilted sideways with paint dripping on the stand. Yeah. Arizona iced tea cans. 100%. Arizona iced tea yeah. cans. The black five of them, black and white ones. Yes, five of them. One of them possibly filled with PP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's next to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun with John's this is, this is terrible. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, usually by the end of the recording, John's got to go to the bathroom. That's for this. <laughs> Who's going to say an eight for by some ten reason, photo of the World Cup? Yeah. For some reason, I I feel like John has just a bunch of empty wrappers of stuff. I don't know why. 
Just random stuff just, too, not <laughs> just random, random empty wrappers yeah. of everything. Oh, there's probably there's probably resin spilled on half of what's there. <laughs> <laughs> stuff gets everywhere. So. <laughs> Thanks, John. Appreciate that for sharing. Uh, <laughs> See you next week, buddy. All right, all right. That's a good, that was a good that was a good one. Um, a last question. Um, and this is kind of a deep one, uh, getting back into more of who you are. Uh, what have you learned about yourself lately or recently? Um, now we're talking about like personal growth, development, maybe some ahas, maturity. I don't know. We're all mature. We're all kind of, all kind of old, but um, has, there, has there been some recent growth in your personal life for you? Um, Brian, navigating being a dad of a teenage daughter. Ooh, and that's not hard. Come on, man. Certain things that are difficult to address. I'm just gonna end it at that. Been there, done that, Brian. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm (laughs) I'm here to answer questions. Ramey's like, I want around five. I have <laughs> five daughters. <laughs> so Why would two, you do two, that? Why would you have two daughters? Of them. Just, <laughs> just have boys. Dude. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're so much easier. Just have boys. They actually are. They're dumb and easy. Boys are dumb <laughs> and easy, man. Compared to yeah. ladies? Yeah. Ladies. Ooh, H- had to, had to uh, handle a couple things recently that have been like, all right, I handle it okay. But it was definitely an emotional like roller coaster of like, oh crap, this is where we're at now. All right. Did you um do you find yourself going to like, you know, if you have a good relationship with your parents or maybe some older people like asking for advice and wisdom? Do you have that or do you do that or what yeah, do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to my buddy who uh is like six or seven years older than me. He's the one that like takes me hunting and stuff and he's got a older daughter. It's like talk to him a little bit about it. But helping you navigate yeah. some of that. Yeah. yeah, just like advice, bounce it off. It's hard, bit. man. Kids are hard, dude. It's hard. Yeah. Well, that's mine. Uh, Ramy. Ooh. <clears throat> I kind of want to cheat and say pass. Ooh. I've got, I've got, I mean, something pops into my mind that's just so overwhelmingly been on my mind lately that I just, it's, but I'm not going to. Okay. Not going to get into it. So fair, fair yeah, enough. Fair. fair enough. Fair enough. Steven. You know, I, <clears throat> I, uh, made this like resolution or this promise to myself probably a little over a year ago. And it was to say, to start saying no to things because I was always that person who was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yes. I I can do this. Yes. I can do that. And then I would just become so overwhelmed and overloaded um, that anything for myself personally was just no bandwidth, no time for that. So then I started saying no to a lot of things and, and focusing on myself um, more. Um, And then Last year, when my dad died, 
I didn't realize how much I could actually lean onto other people. Mm. Um, because I don't know, I've always just, I've always wanted to just do things on my own for myself. You know, if, it, if you want it done, do it yourself kind of thing. If you want it done right, do it yourself mentality. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, like let others prove themselves to you first before you can begin to even entertain the idea of relying on them for anything. But man, when, when my dad passed, it was, I was just in, in such a state of, of, uh, grief and shock and, and, and vulnerability that I had no choice but to lean on others, um, for just for everything, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that made that really opened my eyes to just i guess trusting people more um and literally like literally in the literal sense not sweating the small stuff anymore cuz like i was i was always the type of guy that i am such a perfectionist that i was always sweating the small stuff mm-hmm. uh situationally you know, like for instance, I'll give an example because my, I know my in-laws don't listen to the show. But <laughs> what do you mean? During they're, they're the third listener. Mm. Like during during uh during isolation lockdown, it was my father-in-law's birthday, and like my wife really wanted to do something special for him because you know no one had seen each other for for months, and so for his birthday, she ordered him a cake from central California from the favorite, from his favorite spot from like 30 years ago. And I actually had a Legion friend, a Legion member who was driving down to Southern California um, at like the same time that the cake would be available. And so it was like this whole coordinated thing, right? To get this cake down here. And so um we got the cake here and uh on the day of his birthday we went to this like outdoors park and somebody had knocked the cake over in the box. Ah. Had knocked it over just um I would say probably like off the top of a cooler. So what is that like a foot? Yeah, but it's onto the floor. But it's smashed and it, I mean it wasn't smashed. It was just like the side of it was like you know, smashed, but you know, it was just put up and, and I was fuming and I was fuming so, uh, so furiously that you could like see steam coming out of my ears. Right. But of course it's my in-laws. So I have to like really keep it in. I can't emote whatsoever. And yet the whole family knew like, you know, we're family, right? So they know exactly what I'm feeling. Um, and then I just put myself in that mindset now. And I'm like, it's just a cake. Mm. Like there's no reason to sweat the small stuff. Like the important thing in that situation is that the family was all there. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was having a good time. Um, and I didn't see that at the moment, but I think I would see that now. I hope I would see that now. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, thanks for sharing one. that. I think for me, um, it was when I stepped in for that riot race, stepped into that racer, and I got ready to just win the race to free Sid. I felt so... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, I was with you for that one, Joe. <laughs> no, seriously, I... Um, I, I stepped out of a, about a year and a half ago, I stepped into a new role when I was working this one job at a nonprofit where seriously underpaid, seriously overworked. And, uh, in this new job, uh, it's, it's actually the perfect dream scenario. And I moved into the new job so I can, you know, get more income to, to fund my kids college and whatnot. Right. So the decisions that adults make, I was in a passion job, but I had to leave that passion to go do something else to provide for the family. But it, it's still a really good situation because I have an incredible boss. Um, and my workload is is not clearly, it's maybe like a third. It just feels like it's not even what I used to do. It, it's it's a fraction of what I used to do. And so for, for, for months last year, I felt like I was underutilized. I was not giving, like not fully able to contribute to to what I was you know the organization and whatnot and um, luckily the reason why I was asking Brian if you have people that you go to, to for guidance and we all kind of do I I have what I what I call um, it's like a personal board of directors uh, um, I have some folks that help me with like life and then I have some folks that help me on the professional side of things and uh, and I was asking those folks hey you guys know me and these are individual conversations and I was having uh, like multiple conversations with these people, these board of directors just saying, Hey, this is who I am. You guys know who I am. This is how I feel. What's going on. Like, I feel like I'm not on full stride. Like I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not my best. I'm not at my best. And like, Joe, first of all, that's ego talking. Um, you don't have to save the world every, at every opportunity. You don't have to like be super busy. You don't have to like your output doesn't necessarily define who you are. Um, your behavior does, but, but what you produce doesn't really define who you are as an individual. I'm like, okay, cool. It's good to hear that lessons learned my ego. I need to quiet my ego. And then, um, and then also what I also needed to hear was Joe, take a knee, like rest. Um, you were, you were, you were basically like working really hard for four years, nonstop nights, weekends, that kind of thing. Uh, really long hours. And now I'm in this place where I actually have balance. And I wasn't mm -hmm. used to having balance in my life where, you know, now I, I'm at my job and if I want to go run an errand and go to the store and go to Home Depot to pick up a can of spray paint for season two tech or whatever, I can go do that. But now I'm like, hey, Kim, do you want to go with me now? You know, because I, I, <laughs> it's like a little mini day. Let's go to Home Depot, pick up a can of paint and then come right back. Yeah. home. Um, I would have never been able to do that in my other job, but I was just so busy focused on work. And so I'm in this new phase. Same. I'm in this new phase where it's like, enjoy it. And I'm having to have people tell me, Joe, this is a good thing. Like slow down, enjoy it. So a huge growth for me, like massive growth uh, in learning opportunities. So yeah, that's a little bit. Kinda... I feel if that If you one. guys could go back to your younger self, to your 20 year old selves and tell them, you know, the secret is not to whatever it's it's to just enjoy and slow down and all 
You think that your 20-year-old self would even listen to you? No. I would say you're old. Get out of the way, old man. <laughs> you're old, dude. You're Get old, out of dude. here. What do you know? <laughs> when you're young, you you feel and act invincible. And 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 you are the wiser. What what you're going through is brand new and nobody's ever experienced it. You don't know what it's like to be me. I have, you know, that's that I remember feeling that way when I was younger. And then now kind of looking back <laughs> at the younger version of me saying, what an idiot. I could have avoided so many mistakes if I just listened to. Yeah, but the, but the, but the, but the like slow down, whatever, like, no, when you're younger, you should be grinding. You should be like, yeah. and, and I don't mean grinding, like you should be digging ditches a hundred hours a day, but maybe, maybe you should, maybe you yeah, should, maybe yeah. that's what you're doing, but like you should be grinding, doing whatever it is that you, you want to do to get yeah. to where you want to be. The fast paced, whatever. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. when you're in, whatever. <laughs> no, it's true. You're, it's true. You know, when you're younger, you shouldn't be like just chilling, you know? But, but I think to, to Steven's point though, you should grind. But I think it's also like it's okay to pause and reflect and think about what you just did and maybe balance. Know, yeah. Everything right. in balance. And do jujitsu. And do jujitsu. Everyone, everyone should do jujitsu. That's my opinion. So I always should roll. I always struggle with the whole like, oh, if you could go back and tell yourself to or do something differently or what like I wouldn't no, I wouldn't because yeah, maybe you can like stop that one thing from happening, but what is the what what's the ripple effect of that and how could it change something else and like so many good things that you wouldn't want to change it's not worth the risk of any of those to go back and change that one bad thing or whatever yeah, it is I right? like change. i you know yeah i wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything and I, and I wouldn't want to know what's coming you got to just you got to learn from it otherwise you don't you don't learn and you don't grow if you know it's coming it's then and, and you avoid it or change something like that that would be no yeah good. i don't I don't think I would want to change anything because when you, th those mistakes is how you grow. That's, that's experience. Right. But I, th I think the question is really like wisdom. Is that really Stephen? what you're kind of striking at is like, what wisdom would you pass on maybe, or not necessarily like hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I think I'd be like, take this sports almanac <laughs> <laughs> bet and <laughs> That's funny. Take the sports almanac and get rich. Bet on tech to win the race. Always bet on tech. Well, I think that does it for us today, guys. Batchers, leave those reviews with the onion emoji. Delicious onions. Onions. Grilled, raw. Whole. Go in your podcast app right now. Tap on review. Leave us a review. Doesn't have to be good. Just leave it five stars. Leave it an onion emoji. I prefer red onions. Red are nice. Red are good. We might have, we might have to do like a giveaway. I'm, I'm begging for these. I'm begging for these onion reviews, please. Um, maybe a sticker giveaway. Tech, what do you mm -hmm. think? We could do more than a sticker. Stickers are a great start. We'll see how stickers go. And then we can go from there. You can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. Let the listeners know where they can follow you. Joe? Tech.badbatch. And um, 
and those that are asking about YouTube, we'll, we'll eventually get there. It, it's really hard. It takes time. I know. I know you all love the YouTube videos, but uh, rappers moving. I'm sorry. Until Steven gets sorry. settled, y'all need to be patient. Yeah, I have so. no studio. We love Give you. us a couple months. We love your record. And he has a very complicated costume. Oh, yeah. Costume Brian, where can they find you? <laughs> CT9904 can be found at Sithin Ain't Easy. Eating lunch <laughs> by himself. Or on mission. And Ramey, where can the people find you? Uh, thedadbatch.com Thank you again, everybody, for listening to episode 24 of the Dad Batch Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 25. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Droid is ready!